Hello, friends! It is me, Layla. Welcome back to Q Kind Of. If you listened to last week's episode, you would know that currently Q Kind Of is on its fall break. But don't worry, we'll be back on October 3rd, 2022. So until then, I'm going to be doing some replays for the podcast, which are basically just re-uploaded episodes. Um, So today's episode is one of my favorite episodes. I say that with a lot of my episodes, but this is definitely one of my like top five favorites. This is 10 makeup products I would recommend to my friends. It's episode 17, and it was originally published on April 23rd, 2020. This is one of my favorite episodes because all the products I talk about in it, I still use to this day religiously, so not much has changed. These are like pretty much my holy grails. I always have to have these in my collection or else something is not right. So I hope you enjoy. A lot of these products are high-end except for one. However, I thought about that and I was like, you know what? Like I also have another episode called Top Drugstore Beauty Products and that's gonna be uploaded or re-uploaded or replayed on Thursday. So if that is more in line with what you like definitely that will be up on thursday or you can just go back in the archives and find it i just don't remember what episode it is right now my earlier episodes are formatted a little weird because i would do like beauty news and new product launches at the beginning then go into like the meat of the episode and then do like an outro talking about like my life pretty much so (laughs) the news in here is kind of old and covid related um covid is still happening that hasn't changed but yeah just letting you know in advance also i mentioned in the episode that you can find everything linked on the blog but surprise the blog is down right now because i'm trying to switch to wordpress but i'm having difficulty figuring out how to do that in an efficient manner. However, I'm very thorough in explaining where I got the things from and what I'm talking about, so you don't even need the links pretty much. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode or today's old episode, I don't know, and I'll talk to you guys in a few weeks. Bye! Also letting you know that I didn't listen to any of these episodes because I was like, this is too cringy, I can't listen to myself right now. So... I cannot be held accountable for anything stupid or cringy I say. All right, thanks, bye! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of. If you do not know me, hello, hi, my name is Layla, and welcome to my beauty and lifestyle podcast. Um, today's episode is a fun one. I will be sharing 10 makeup products I would recommend to my friends. If you are listening to this podcast, I consider you as my friend. But if I can say anything, I'm a woman of not many talents. However, the one talent I think I do have is reviewing makeup products. I think over the past 10 years, I've really, like, developed my style of how, like, what people want to know when you're talking about makeup products. What it, it narrows basically down to quality, price, and whatever. But at the beginning, when I started reviewing makeup products, it kind of went on the lines of, like, I don't like this product, so I do not recommend it. And now I review products on the lines of like, this product may have not worked for me, but it might work for people who have X, Y, and Z. Um, in general, it just helps me like widen my lens and like perspective of like, you know, obviously we don't all have the same skin tone, skin textures, and skin type or hair type or whatnot and so forth. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, Like always, all product links and article links will be on the blog, www.cutekindof.com. Don't
don't forget to follow Cute Kind of on Instagram at Cute Kind of Podcast. Twitter, yeah, I have like a Twitter. I didn't even realize it. I like reopened it like a couple days ago, but it's at Cute Kind of. I kind of just use it to like follow brands just to see what products they have. Um, I have a Pinterest, which is at Layla Riaz, and my Tumblr, which is cutekindof.tumblr.com. Also, please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Um, It helps me know how to make the podcast better, if you like the podcast, and also helps other people to see the podcast in the future. With that being said, thank you for listening to my introductory spiel, and let's just move straight on into the beauty news. Alright, moving into the beauty news. So Karen Young, she's also known as I am Karen O on Instagram, and I think that's her YouTube handle as well. She's releasing her own beauty line called Cloudface. Um, their at on Instagram is at Cloudface Official, K-L-O-U-D-F-A-C-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Um, the brand is supposed to be a hybrid of skincare and makeup, so something very like modern and on trend right now, especially with like clean beauty and like direct to consumer. But also, I totally forgot about this, but she's like 22 weeks pregnant, so I hope it's going well for her, um, especially during like this pandemic. And also, she's releasing a like a beauty line, so I'm wondering how that's gonna work out. But I'm assuming it's not gonna she's just like planted the seed and is actually not gonna start like selling products until after um the stay home order ends and like everything gets kind of back to normal or like back to the new normal as they say um next glow recipe has a new addition to their watermelon line they it will be releasing or it released i don't know one of the two um the glow pha plus bha pore tight toner Inspired by Korean aqua facial peels, this innovative formula hydrates and exfoliates for poreless, supple, glowing skin, and it retails for $32. Um, I was, I did not know what PHA was, so I found this article by Allure from Karina Hoshikawa. It's called Your Guide to PHAs and Why They Are Trending in Skincare Right Now. Um, but they're also known as polyhydroxy acids, and they are supposed to be, well, basically what it said in the article is PHAs are similar to AHAs and BHAs, however, they're much larger, so therefore they cannot deeply penetrate as much as like an AHA or BHA, so they just work exclusively on the surface without disturbing the deeper, delicate layers. And they offer less irritation than their acidic counterparts. And this was said by Patricia Wexler, who is a New York City dermatologist. So I did not even know what PHA was, so you learn something new every day. Next, Charlotte Tilbury is including or releasing several new skincare products in her beauty line, including a magic serum, a magic cream, light version, and a magic lip oil. Um, I don't have the dates nor the prices for the products, and I don't know, like, much about them. I think she's releasing them, or, like, like I said, planting the seed, like, um, occasionally, like, week after a week on Instagram, so I don't actually know when these products will be released, but I'm interested. I like her skincare products. I think she does a good job, um... You know, a lot of makeup brands that do come out with skincare products are either hit or miss for me, but I think she does do a good job with them. 
Um, next, I was on Allure like a few weeks ago and this article, not a few weeks ago, sorry, like maybe like a week ago or something. And this article caught my eye. It's called Hourglass Veil Soft Focus Setting Spray Convince Me to Wear Makeup More by Audrey Noble. Um, Noble talks about how she has like oily skin which stops her from wearing like a full face of makeup every day. Um, if you've ever experienced New York City in the summer and you have a full face of makeup on, it is brutal. Oh my god. Like I think I've talked about it like several times on this podcast how like when I'm interning in New York City over the summer holy grail foundations would melt off and I was like literally at Sephora like every other week just trying to like replace the foundation I had just bought to like get a better one and in the end I kind of just like gave up and I just focused on blotting my face with blotting powders it was wild I'm still trying to figure it out if I return to or no sorry not if when I return to New York I will figure it out but until then so she actually lives in New York but um, she said the setting spray really helped with her oily skin and one one thing one of the things she mentioned was that um, the spray itself you have to be like strategic of where you place it because it does have like a dewy finish so she sprays it on like high points and places she would want it to be like dewy but she really liked it, so I'm actually really interested in it. I know, like, Hourglass also released other makeup and skincare products, and I haven't touched one of their products in, like, a while, except today I'll be talking about one of their products, but until then, I'm very interested. Then finally, um, I know I've been talking about Donate Beauty a lot, which I will link in the blog again. However, I was on Instagram, as I rarely am, and I was looking at Fat Mascara's Instagram, and they talked about something called the PBA COVID-19 Relief Fund. Um, the PBA COVID-19 Relief Fund is designed to help support the licensed beauty professionals who have not been able to work or are experiencing financial hardships due to COVID-19 outbreak. Um, you can learn more about it, or if you're a beauty professional, you can apply to it. It will be linked on the blog. I will probably donate to them like later today. If you're wondering what PBA is, it's the Professional Beauty Association. Yeah, and if you are a beauty professional, please visit their website. Um, you can apply for receiving money from the donations, but also they have a bunch of resources you can look into. With that being said, let's move on to the topic of today's podcast. Alright friends, today's episode I'll be talking about makeup products I recommend to everyone. Um, so... <laughs> I think I've talked about this several times, but I'm doing like the 100 day makeup challenge on my Instagram and then just posting the photos to Twitter as well. And while I was doing one look like a week ago or like two weeks ago, I had my phone propped up because I was trying to like copy a makeup tutorial look. And don't worry, I like credit everyone, but as I was doing it, I was pretending to like that I was filming a makeup tutorial and I don't know what came over me, but it was happening. But while I was doing my like phony beauty vlog, I was sitting there and trying to describe the products and it's, I started thinking about my favorite makeup products of all time. So today I wanted to share the makeup products I would recommend to friends. Like I said before, if you are listening to this, you are considered my friend. And I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Majority of these products are high-end products except for one. And the one product is still kind of expensive for a drugstore, like on drugstore terms. 
But with that being said, reminds me that in the future I want to do another episode of just straight up drugstore beauty products. Maybe I'll do that for next episode. Actually, I think next episode is going to be the Girls' Generation episode, and then the episode after that will be like the 10 drugstore products. Anyways, um, so I was like actually sitting there and was wondering like, when did I make the transition from drugstore products to high-end products? And then I was like, it was probably that Naked Palette, like that Urban Decay original Naked Palette. That thing did a number on everyone and their bank accounts. But let's just get right into it. So the very first product I have, I've talked about this product probably like 15 times already. It's my favorite eyeshadow palette of all time. It is a Desi XKD X Dose of Colors Frankation palette. It retails for $40, but right now it's on sale at Ulta online for $30. Um, if my friends ask me like, they were like saying, oh, I'm getting into makeup, like what palette would you recommend? And I would say this one. Um, I've been in love with this palette since the second I bought it. I was really impressed with their first collection launch back in 2017, 2018-ish. Um, I loved all the products except for the lip colors and they were only a miss for me because I don't believe like the colors suited my skin tone that well. So I opted for the eyeshadow palette only this time and I am extremely pleased with it. The color selection is perfect in my opinion. You have your everyday mattes along with some like pop and shimmering glitter shades. And I also really like how the curation of matte natural neutral tones in this palette correlates really well with the other shimmery glittery eyeshadows. So like you'll have your transition shades you need. but. I'm gonna get into that more later, but I'm gonna talk about each of the shades because I want to. Um, so the very first color is called Basic. It's described as a muted light pink. It's definitely, I would consider it on the lines of like what Max Blanc type is like, except it's slightly more pinky and muted. So they were on point with the description. Um, next we have Chains, which is a deep chocolate brown. I love using the shadow as to smoke out my lash line. I think it's beautiful. Then we have Necessary, which is described as a neutral mid-tone brown. It's a great transition shade for the cooler shimmer shades. It's also just a great transition shade in general, especially no matter like what even tone of color you're using, cool or warm. It's really good to like blend out color. Next, we have Dirty Money, which is described as an olive green with an antique gold shift. Um, I don't use this color a lot, but I really like it. Like, I would use it more. It's definitely, like, a really pretty unique color. Um, next is A Moment, which is an electric royal blue with a purple shift. And so, in my opinion, like, when it boils down to, like, what colors I would recommend for like a makeup beauty lover to have in their collection it's definitely like a very popping blue electric blue color um for me it's this shade i also have other shades i like talk about once in a while but this is beautiful sadly mine is broken right now but i kind of pushed it back into shape but i will talk about that later um and then in the second row we have what is that? Try Me, which is a cranberry red with a burnt orange shift. Um, I don't use this color a lot, but it is a very pretty shimmer. Like, it's actually really pretty, and I can definitely see, like, more um, people using it more. Like, I could definitely see, like, 
more people using this color because out of all the other shimmer shades. And then next color is Just a Kiss, which is described as an iridescent champagne with pink and gold shift. This is my favorite champagne glitter eyeshadow of all time. Like I cannot even describe this. It's just so beautiful. It captures the light so well. Um, even in photos, it picks up beautifully. It is if I can make a plea to Dose of Colors right now and ask them to create just this shadow in a single pan for me to like put in my pro palette, I would pay, okay, maybe not a lot of money, but like I would pay more money than I would like for a MAC eyeshadow or whatnot. <laughs> but it is so pretty. I talk about it all the time. Next is Girl Bye, which is considered described as, sorry, as a smoky marsala. It's on the lines of trying me being slightly muted cranberry matte shade. Um, it goes, yeah, so like I said, all these colors, like the mattes, like, correspond really well with, like, the shimmer shades, so Girl By will be great to be used alongside of Try Me. Then we have Chura, which is a rich warm brown, a very, a really nice, another really nice matte brown shade, very pretty, very chocolatey milky. And then finally, we have Game Over, which is described as a midnight black with a silver reflex. It's a very nice black shade that strays away from like your very traditional black eyeshadow that usually comes in makeup palettes. Like they're usually like maybe more of like an onyx black or they'll just be completely matte. I think this is very unique in its own. The mattes are buttery pigmented and they blend so well. You can do such a really nice daytime matte eye or like you can use them to create like a nighttime smoky matte eye or you can use them as tradition transition shades for the shimmering glitter shades. The shimmering glitter shades are beautiful. In general, they're pretty common colors when like, you know, when you have the blue, the black, um, champagne and the like the cranberry however they're pretty unique because there's some an element about them that makes them better like more unique more like eye-catching more like making this palette unique in itself from other eyeshadow palettes um, the only issue I found with it is that once they start drying up so right when you open the palette that's when eyeshadows in general start to dry up. They begin to start breaking up, breaking up, and you will, will experience fallout. Um, the same thing happened to my girls palette, which was from the first Desi X KDX Dose of Colors launch. Love that palette, but it did end up, some of the eyeshadows did end up breaking apart and falling out. So you need to re-wet the eyeshadows and like pat them down. I just use MAC Fix Plus and I pat the product down with a brush, make sure it's really like densely packed in so when I do take it traveling or when I do open it up, not gonna fall out on me. But then again, I'm a firm believer, makeup palettes, do you really love them if they don't get a little dirty? Food for thought, but anyways, like that's being said, I'm willing to put up with it because I love this palette so much. Definitely an intermediate palette just because the shimmers and glitters are be are a bit on the bold side, but if you want to experiment beyond just a daytime matte eye, this is it. It's also like one of the only eyeshadow palettes I bring on trips other than my pro palette um, because it just has all the colors I would need. And if I'm feeling extra bold that night, there will be like a shimmer color in here that I can use that will match well.
All right, next I have the Hourglass Ambient Lighting Powder in Dim Light. Um, the full size retails for $48, but you can definitely buy it in a lighting edit or one of their lighting palettes, which I think is actually like $70. A very expensive product, um, but I really enjoy it. So when Hourglass launched its like ambient lighting powders like a decade ago, people were like really skeptical about like what makes these products like so special or these powders, sorry, so special, especially with like the super high price tag. However, I have like the original ambient lighting edit, which has several powders, including the lighting powder in dim light. And it's easily become one of my favorite finishing products. Um, as you know, I'm always photographing makeup, and when it comes down to like quality and high-end makeup and the discussion between drugstore makeup over high-end makeup, I do notice a big difference when it comes down to photography, lighting, and like editorial end. However, like for everyday use, not so much, but like this is beautiful for photography i feel like especially for my skin tone as although i still use them translucent powders aren't the best because the camera definitely picks them up in photos same thing with colored face powders where they can completely mattify the face and end up covering up the face products i had underneath especially if i'm going for like a dewy look but i feel like this product has the perfect all over face color for anyone and it is finely milled enough that it sits on the skin and still gives like that slight glow. Even with liquid highlights, I'm still like able to apply this face powder over the highlight without completely removing the glow. It's very beautiful, but like I said, I would definitely be using this product when, if you are taking a lot of photos, even with photos, if, you, if it's like your wedding or like a special event, that's when I would use this powder. But for like everyday use, you definitely don't need it. I just really love it. And if you are in that kind of realm, I would highly suggest it. Just for an extra description, um, the Hourglass website explains or describes dim light as a neutral peach beige powder that blurs imperfection and highlights a radiant complexion with the perfect balance of warm and cool tones, which I actually kind of agree with because there definitely is a difference finishing wise when I do use this powder and take photographs um but yeah overall it's a really good powder I really like it all right next I have one of the goats of powder highlight it is the MAC skin finish mineralized skin finish in soft and gentle and it retails for $36 this is the powder highlight I recommend to almost everyone because everyone always compliments me on it and the color of the powder itself is so universal it works on any skin tone so MAC describes it as a luxurious powder with a MAC multi-mineral complex that adds highlights to the face and body and the color itself is described as a gilded peach bronze um, it's a beautiful highlight with um, elements of like gold bronzes champagnes rose gold that just blends together into this like beautiful sheen um, so this is like very finely milled which means it's not chunky I find that when you have powder highlights with several different tones in it, um, it's harder to get away with chunkier highlights only because that's when it starts to highlight different elements of skin texture or whatnot. I find that single tone highlights you can definitely get away with if they're a little bit more chunkier because obviously like I said they're one tone, but for several different tones definitely stick with finely milled. 
Um, the color is beautiful, it picks up light so well, and I think the color itself is like pretty natural, so you can wear it during the day and wear it at night as well. So, one of my favorites. So continuing on into highlights, I have the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Flawless Filter. Um, is it a foundation? Is it a highlight? No one really knows. Except on the website, it's considered a tint, liquid tinted complexion booster for superstar youthful glow. It also says like you can wear it as a foundation or wear it as a primer or wear it as a highlight or mix it in with your foundation. But overall, it's a very beautiful illuminator in my opinion. I have the color in 5 Tan. Um, I use this as a highlight like all the time. The other day I actually did use it mixed in with my foundation, which is something I don't normally do, but the finish still came out beautiful. I was watching Callie Ledger's um, Instagram videos and she does very beautiful um, makeup photography and she used this product as like, not like a foundation, but more like to, she had beautiful skin already, but just to like oomph up her complexion. Um, and it's just a beautiful product that I love having in my collection because it so, has so many multi-uses just to look glowy and just to look more awake, more fresh, more dewy. Um, when I don't want to use a powder highlight but I want that glowing highlight effect, I'll use this. And it's more forgiving than a powder highlight because I can apply it almost anywhere on my face and if I just like blend it in with a sponge it will look like skin whereas like powder highlights as we know if you don't blend it in well enough if it's not applied a certain way on certain skin texture it can look very noticeable but this is absolutely beautiful I highly recommend this if you are someone who wants more of an illumination like lit with within glow this is the product that I would opt for than like a powder highlight Last highlight, um, this is the drugstore product that is still kind of expensive. It's the L'Oreal Glotion and it retails for $15. L'Oreal describes this product as a natural glow enhancer, instantly hydrates and luminizes skin for an all over fresh natural glow, which is something I agree with. Um, in general, I have the color medium glow. The color is a lot like dim light that I just, from Hourglass, which I just mentioned a little bit ago. And it is, such a great entryway into highlight. Um, if you want to experiment with highlight without doing powders and you're too, like not scared of powders but don't want to deal with like the continuous blending and then like the application, I highly recommend this. I love the formula. It's not runny so it holds its shape when you like put on the back of your hand right before you apply but it blends really well. It feels like a lotion. It's hydrating. You can apply it all over your face as right before you put on foundation or just apply it as a highlight. And like the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter, it is more forgiving because it is a liquid. And it's just beautiful and I highly recommend it. Okay, next is a disclaimer. Um, so I have three Glossier products lined up after this. I just think Glossier is just a brand that resonates, their products resonate with me. So hence why I'm about to like name drop three of their products. Just wanted to let you guys know in advance, this is not sponsored by Glossier, but if Glossier ever wants to sponsor me, hit me up. But until then, the very first product I have is 
not only my favorite, but also like such a game changer for me when it came down to concealers is the Glossier Stretch Concealer. It retails for $18. Um, it's my favorite concealer. I have four in my drawer right now. And what I really like about it is the finish. So Glossier describes it as a buildable concealer that covers everything from dark circles to blemishes and redness with a dewy, glowy finish, which I agree with. Um, I love like the skin matching with the skin tints and I like the lighter color selections for more highlighting purposes. You know, growing up, I had a lot of acne. Like in middle school and high school, I had so much acne and one of the problems I had was covering acne, which is why I kind of just like gave up on it. But as a kid, I loved MAC. And the reason why was because MAC's foundations had a matching concealer, which was great because like on my skin tone, I was like, um, I was a lot tanner when I was a kid, but I couldn't get away with like applying foundation and just using like the concealer I used underneath my eyes over my acne because it was noticeable. So having... And then it, once I went in to like blend it, I would end up just like getting rid of all the concealer because I was just trying so hard to blend it in to making sure the color isn't that noticeable. Hence why I love the idea of that MAC had an NC42 foundation and an NC42 concealer so I can just put it straight onto my pimple and just do a little blending on the edges and just leave it. Um, Glossier does that too. Their stretch concealers have a matching corresponding color to their skin tints. Like something I wholeheartedly appreciate. They give you like that flawless dewy editorial look but it's not cakey. It looks so fresh, so beautiful and I just really love it. It's buildable and it actually does cover which is hence why I really enjoy it. Next, we have the Glossier Priming Moisturizer. If you know me, I'm very skeptical about primers. Either they do nothing for me or they just do a little bit. Um, with that being said, I like this primer specifically because it's easily blendable with this runny formula and it does moisturize the skin. I know like when it comes down to primers, it's either like a more of a spot treatment type of deal, like you would put it over where you have textured areas or more pores. But I like this, that you can just put this all over the face, gives you like a moisturized sheen. And as someone with oily skin, I do see how putting on this primer specifically helps with my oily skin. But then again, I can use this one day and be fine. And then another day, my skin's just super oily. Um, However, with that being said, I still use like pore filling primers and textured areas over this primer just because it doesn't fill in pores and sometimes I need a little extra help. But as an overall priming moisturizer and for what it does, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I don't know if I, meant, I mentioned it, but it's $22. Finally, I have the Glossier Lip Gloss, which retails for $14. I've tried so many clear lip glosses. Um, my last clear lip gloss that I purchased and tried out was the Fenty Gloss Bomb. Gloss Bomb? Yeah. The Fenty Gloss Bomb is glass slipper. However, after using that, I still believe the glossy lip gloss is the shiniest lip gloss that gives that that gives that HD crystal clear shine. Um, it's super pretty. Um, you can be having like a really like sad skin day or just your overall look be looking sad but just a swipe of this really just livens up 
a dull look. And even for like my friends who aren't really into makeup, this is like a gift I would buy them because I feel like no matter who you are, if you like makeup, if you don't like makeup, at least if you wear makeup, this is just a product that you should just have. Like it's so pretty, it's so beautiful, and it's one of those just like, you have it there if you need it, you know? And I really love it. It's my favorite clear lip gloss of all time. Next, I have Charlotte Tilbury lipsticks. Um, and the lipsticks retail for about $34. So in general, lipsticks are a hit or miss for me. I could look at you, think we have the same exact skin tone, and even we can have the same exact foundation color, but the lipstick you wear might not look well on me. That's just how it goes. But what I love about the Charlotte Tilbury lipsticks is that they're a very classic selection of lip colors, but they're also very wearable. So you do have like bold reds and berries and really pretty nudes and pinks, but curation, like whatever like small element of color that went into each of these lipsticks just made it all come together to make it work on my skin tone at least. It can be like the lip colors can be bold without being too bold and I just think it's a beautiful finish, beautiful color selection. So Very Victoria, which is my go-to nude, is described as a taupe nude. It is so pretty. I use it all the time when I like don't know what lip color to use but also when I'm like I need a nude lip right now. I'm using Very Victoria. Um, next, this is not a lipstick, but it's the Pillow Talk lip liner. I love this lip liner. It's such a pretty nude pink that kind of just like blurs into your lip line that just gives you the perfect base right before you apply your lipstick. And then finally, I have Bond Girl, but I don't know where it went, but it was a beautiful like cranberry lipstick that's not too bold and it's a natural berry red. Um, I've also talked about the Charlotte Tilbury Lip Bath Collagens before. I have two on my table right now. Love those as well. Beautiful lip glosses. Highly recommend those. I love Charlotte Tilbury's lip products. What can I say? I'm just a fan of her. Finally, the last product I recommend. This product will never be replaced in my makeup collection. Even if I try, if I ever run out of this product, it's never gonna be like, Oh, what product can I try next? It's more like, oh no, I need this product right now. I'm gonna Postmate it to myself. But it's the MAC Fix Plus, which is a light water mist that gently soothes and refreshes the skin and finishes makeup. I, like, looking at my table, like makeup table from here, like I have three bottles just sitting there. That's how crazy I am about this. I don't know what it is really about MAC Fix Plus. It's had impersonators, it's had products that are supposed to be like it but better but there's just something about like the MAC Fix Plus that once you spray it on and you're done with your makeup it just blends everything together and it just refreshes your makeup and finishes it and kind of just blends it all together. It's one of my favorite products like I said I would probably never replace it. It retails for $28 so it has quite big price tag however it's one of my favorite it is my favorite makeup mist of like all time. And that wraps up my 10 makeup products I would recommend to friends. I would love to know what your favorite makeup products you like. Wait, wait, wait. I'd love to know what your favorite makeup products are, what you would recommend to friends. If there's a product in here that you absolutely hate, let me know. Like I want to know why you hate it. Um, like I said, these are all like 
basically like high-end products except the lotion which is still pretty expensive but I'm going to do like a drugstore version very very soon but I hope you enjoyed and I had a lot of fun just um talking about makeup products for like 20 minutes straight like I said reviewing makeup definitely one of my only talents so <laughs> thank you so much for listening so let's wrap up the show that wraps up today's podcast episode of Cute Kind Of. If you would like to listen to future episodes, it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and finally, well, not finally, like I said, I copy and paste from my previous scripts, but it's been available on iHeartRadio. If you would like to follow me on social, my Twitter is at Leila underscore Riaz. Um, also, there is now a Cute Kind Of podcast Twitter, which is at Cute Kind Of. My Instagrams are at Layla.Riaz and at Cute Kind of Podcast. Please follow me to get updates on new episodes and whatnot. Um, if you would like to email me, like you can email me for any reason. My email is hellocutekindof at gmail.com. And of course, like I say, all links, articles mentioned, product links, whatever is going to be on the blog by the time you're listening to this episode, which is www.cutekindof.com. And let's see, finishing thoughts. Oh, okay, so as you guys know, I'm catching up on Blackish. And there was this one episode I really liked where they talked about um, natural hair, like Bo and Diane go to the salon to get their hair done. And I really enjoyed the episode because it showed what black women go through when it comes to their natural hair. Just like expectations and the idea of like choices. I really enjoyed the episode. It gave me a really good glimpse. Um, I really like Diane's hair at the end of the episode, but then again, I think she looks good in any hairstyle she does. She always looks so good. Her and Rainbow. Um, and then also, okay, so my sister sent me this video by someone named Salma Hindi on, Salma.Hindi on Instagram. Um, she's a stand-up comic and clinical engineer from Toronto, Canada. And she uploaded an Instagram TV video about codependency, and it was kind of in the lens of her being like... Muslim, Arab, Canadian, but it also applies to, I think, like, children of immigrants. Girl, it was so good. Like, I watched it, like, three times just to make sure it sinks in, which kind of, like, made me go back and think about my codependency issue on my parents. Um, I think in high school I realized I did have, like, codependency. I kind of, like, detached them from, like, my school expectations or whatnot, a very random tidbit that I got reminded of is like when it comes to cooking, like if I cook like South Asian food, I find my mom and make my mom try it. And like it will only be good if my mom says it's good because she like, that's what she does, she cooks. But like, and it wouldn't be good to me unless she says it's good. Like I could try, it can taste good, but I, I won't be like, uh, like if my mom doesn't like it, then it's not good. But yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm gonna link her like Instagram because she does these like therapy Tuesdays or therapy Thursdays, and she just talks about what she learns in therapy, and she tells you to get a therapist. I might get a therapist. It's getting to that point. But finally, so I was thinking about this, and I thought it would be a beneficial thing to add to the podcast. So I took a self care Sunday, like this past Sunday. I took a bath, I did my nails, I read, but I still felt melancholy like by the end of the day, especially on Sunday night. Then on Monday, I felt really sad and distracted. Um, I don't know really why, but like 
I think it has to do with my the idea of my life and the idea of like it being put on hold right now. It also might be because I'm in my mind I feel like I'm not taking advantage of all my extra time that I have now or it can be that I don't know when things will get better. I'm still in my period right now so I don't know if that's playing into this entire mess but um, often, <laughs> I often forget like every day can't always be sunshine and positive. Um, if you know me I'm like in general like a very positive optimistic person like even if everything is going south I will find a way to like kind of be optimistic not only for like the people around me but but for, but for myself but even when it does happen like especially this past week I still couldn't be positive like I try like I try to be positive but it didn't work and I think it was just one of those days where you just have to be sad and cry and like listen to sad mo- music but whenever I do that I always feel better so I was just thinking about that um and I actually do feel better like today's Tuesday and I'm feeling super like energetic and just like excited to record this podcast. Like I'm record, I started recording this podcast episode at twelve, um, instead of like in the afternoon because I was just so excited to just talk. But yeah, things things get better. We're thriving this week. We will continue to thrive. And then finally, last bit I'm gonna mention is. I'm also doing like the 100 day makeup challenge on my Instagram and Twitter. I also deleted all my tweets the other day, which was which was a mistake. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, who knows. But yeah, so please check it out. I love, I uploaded photos. Oh, this is why I wanted to mention this. Okay, so I uploaded photos yesterday and they were supposed to be like the mirror makeup photos where like people take their mirror on a walk and take photos. Um, However, I did it in my room with a DSLR and myself, but I was like really proud of those, how those photos turned out because like I was really worried that they would turn out really bad. So I made sure to like take like different photos at the end too, just in case, but the photos actually came out really well and I was like extremely proud of myself. And so instead of editing them on like phone apps, I decided to like whip out my Photoshop and like actually edit it on Photoshop. And we did a little sharpening, we did a little patch tool, we did a little bit noise, we did a little bit of blurring, and it came out really good and I was like really shocked. And then it reminded me how much I genuinely really love to do like makeup things, which I think really lifted my mood on Monday. And like even when I uploaded the photo, like In general, I try to detach myself from, like, um, instant gratification from, like, likes or whatnot. But, you know, like, sometimes when you upload something that you're really proud of and it doesn't, like, get any likes, you're just kind of like, well, I guess, I guess I, I guess this is it. I guess I'm not, like, good at anything. But, like, I was still, like, really proud of those photos. And I was like, if no one even likes these photos, I'm, like wow, these actually came out really good. I'm kind of like shook, kind of proud of myself. But yeah, that was wild. Anyways, um, like I said, this episode is really, really long. Like it's longer than my previous few episodes. We're clocking in at 40 minutes, so it's time to wrap up. Um, next week episode, it's going to be about Girls' Generation. Yes, everyone, Girls' Generation. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but we'll, we'll get there. But... 
yeah, thank, with that being said, thank you so much for listening. And I hope all y'all have a great rest of your week and you all are safe. If you are an essential worker, I really appreciate the work you're doing. And um, if you are a healthcare worker, check out Donate Beauty. Um, if you are a beauty professional, please check out the Pro Beauty Fund. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye! Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com.